Good evening, this is Pamela, and you are listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We're going to continue with our book reading, Billy Graham and His Friends, by Dr. Catherine Burns. This is part two in chapter two. Gays and Lesbians for Jackson. Jackson was also on Mikhail Gorbachev's guest list for a special luncheon at the Soviet Embassy during the Bush-Gorbachev summit. Some other guests included Jane Fonda, Ted Turner, Armin Hammer. Really? Are you serious? That's Armin what, Hammer? Like the Armin guy? Hammer. A-R-M-A-N-D. Armin Hammer. That's what it says. John Kennedy Galbraith and Henry Kissinger. No, I don't know. Gays and lesbians were also very supportive of Jackson. Gay activist Alan Roscoff bragged he is the only candidate who makes gays and lesbians feel like they're part of the national agenda. We're part of the official campaign apparatus, and we are treated with the same respect as other contingency groups. Gays and Lesbians for Jackson has been holding fundraisers and is planning a major rally April 15th at the Gay and Lesbian Community Center, which Jackson will attend. Jackson had, quote, a full-time gay and lesbian affairs desk headed by Randy Miller, who helped organize the Gay and Lesbian March on Washington in 1987. Jackson has endorsed every position advocated by the homosexual lobby. He opposed restrictions on the ability of gays and lesbians to gain child custody or become foster parents. He is for granting homosexual couples the same rights married couples have to benefits, including spousal health care coverage, and he is for opening positions in government security agencies to homosexuals. Unquote. In fact, the pro-socialist book, Encyclopedia of the American Left, states, quote, To date, Reverend Jesse Jackson is the only leader of national prominence who has embraced the gay and lesbian movements, agenda, including spousal rights, the rights of gay and lesbian parents to claim custody of their children, and the decriminalization of sodomy, unquote. In spite of Jackson's past, Andrew Young, who will be covered shortly, said after Jesse's first presidential campaign that he was the moral voice of our time, unquote. Jackson is also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, as well as a 33rd degree Mason. He was on the board of directors of SANE, S-A-N-E, and a member of the World Constitution and Parliament Association, W-C-P-A, an organization working toward world government. Not only is Jackson a Mason, an adulterer, pro-communist, pro-abortion, pro-gay, etc., but he has clearly repudiated historic Christianity, and his Christ is not the Christ of the Bible. He claims that the story of Adam and Eve is a myth. At the Democratic Convention, he said, quote, Remember, Jesus was born to a homeless couple. He was the child of a single mother. He thus implied that Jesus was born out of wedlock, illegitimate, as Jackson was. Joseph, a carpenter, was Mary's husband, and they were neither homeless nor jobless, unquote. In spite of Jackson's obviously blasphemous remarks about Christ, the Jesus Film Project, which is a ministry of Bill Bright's campus, campus crusade, had a millennial tribute to Jesus 
and used celebrities to record a tribute to Jesus. Who were some of these celebrities? Jesse Jackson, Jimmy Carter, Carol Ford, Andrew Young, Pope John II, and Billy Graham. How could Jackson, for instance, give a tribute to Jesus when he implies that he was born out of wedlock? Furthermore, why would the director of the Jesus film, Paul Eschleman, even consider people like Jackson and Young bring such a message? Perhaps it should be noted that the person who played the role of Jesus in the Jesus film, Brian Deacon, admits that he is not a Christian. He calls himself a lapsed Catholic who hasn't practiced his faith. He adds, I've always found it difficult to know how truth can be proclaimed to others. To me, it's more of a private matter. Foment racial tension. Foment racial tension. Turning to King, we find that, quote, James Dombrowski was another member of the Communist Party who was a close friend and advisor to Martin Luther King. There exists a photocopy of a canceled check made out to King from the officially identified Communist Front, Southern Conference Educational Fund, SCEF. The check was signed by Dombrowski and one Benjamin Smith, an officially identified agent of Fidel Castro. A letter from King to Dombrowski is in the possession of government investigators in which King wrote, Dear Jim, we were more than happy to have you in our home. The fellowship was very rewarding. Sincerely yours, Martin. Dombrowski is considered to be a Christian socialist. It was through Dr. Harry F. Ward at Union Theology Seminary that Dombrowski became an organizer. He later joined the Highlander Folk School and then went on to found the Southern Conference Educational Fund. Quote, Carl and Ann Braden, who have been longtime notorious members of the Communistic Party working in Louisville area, they were officers of the SCEF and were also among the Louisville Seven, a group that purchased a house in an all-white neighborhood in Louisville, sold it to a Negro family, and then on June 27, 1954, dynamited it in order to foment racial trouble. These facts have been established both by a grand jury and a court trial. Yet, in 1959, an apostle of nonviolence, Martin Luther King, wrote a letter to the Bradens urging them to become permanently associated with his Southern Christian Leader Conference. And in 1962, a photograph taken at the 6th annual meeting of the SCLC shows King, Carl, and Anne Braden and Drombowski. Writing on the reverse side describes King as responding to Anne Braden's speech. In 1958, the Bradens asked to testify in court, but Carl said, quote, My beliefs and my associations are none of the business of this committee and refused to testify based on his right of freedom of speech and association contained in the First Amendment. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and other black leaders held a dinner honoring Braden and Wilkinson before they entered prison to begin serving 10 months of a year's prison sentence for contempt of Congress. Braden's steadfastly worked with and supported communists and others on the left and stated their own socialist beliefs when they thought them relevant to the struggle at hand. 
and received the 1989 Roger Baldwin Medal of Liberty from the American Civil Liberties Union for outstanding commitment to the cause of civil liberties. American Civil Liberties Union in Louisville likewise honored her on her 70th birthday in recognition of her fearless work in the South. Mrs. Julia Brown was an undercover agent for the FBI and said, Mr. King was one of the worst enemies my people ever had. She added, the communists loved Martin Luther King. He was one of their biggest heroes. He carried out their orders just as slavishly as party members. Brown, a former communist, said the Communist Party was told to promote Martin Luther King to unite Negroes and whites behind him. He was taking directions from communists. I know for a fact the communists would never have promoted him, financed him, and supported him if they couldn't trust him. I am certain, as I can be, that he knew what he was doing. The May 1968 issue of Political Affairs, the voice of the Communist Party, wrote after the death Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., the voice, inspiration, and symbol of the Negro people's struggle for freedom and equality, is dead. The man who, more than anyone else, personified the heroic determination of the black people to win their liberation now. One of humanity's great leaders has been silenced forever. We must see that his memory not be desecrated. We must not fail to do all in our power to realize the dream for which he died. Guardian, an independent radical Newsweekly, wrote, Considering his last acts, his adoption of a class analysis of social issues, his commitment to workers, and his growing internationalism, to suggest he was a socialist on the path may be the fairest appraisal of King's final philosophical position. Interestingly, this article had originally appeared in the British journal Marxism Day. Riverside Church One year before his death in Memphis, King ascended to the pulpit of the Riverside Church in New York City to flay the United States as the greatest proprietor of violence in the world today. He oriated that U.S. military forces may have killed one million South Vietnamese civilians, mostly children, and he praised communist North Vietnam dictator Ho Chi Minh for the only true leader of the Vietnamese people. Riverside Church is the church that Rockefellers attend. By the way, the Rockefellers were some of King's main supporters. Just recently, September 2000, Fidel Castro who demanded a new world order, spoke at this church for four hours. The Rockefellers were supported of eugenist Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood as well. She is credited with coining the term birth control in 1912 and later was known as the mother of birth control. She also founded the Euthanasia Society of America, Inc. in 1938. Not only was she the 1957 Humanist of the Year, she joined the Socialist Party and attended its functions. She was friends with Julius Hammer, who was co-founder of the Communist Party in America. Sanger went from one lover to another, sometimes several times in a single day. She began to dabble in the occult, participating in seances and practicing Eastern meditation. She even went so far as to apply for instance initiation into the mysteries of Rosicrucianism and Theosophy. She belonged to Unity, 
New Age New Thought Group and was a sponsor of the Occultic Temple of Understanding. Additionally, she was addicted to both drugs and alcohol. Quote, because of her Malthusism and eugenics connections, she had become closely associated with the scientists and theorists put together Nazi Germany's race purification program. She had openly endorsed the euthanasia, serialization, abortion, and emphasized programs of the early Reich. She published a number of articles in the Birth Control Review that mirrored Hitler's Aryan race supremacy rhetoric. Unquote. In Sanger's book, Women and the New Race, she declared that the most merciful thing that a large family us to one of its infant members is to kill it. This is the kind of person that Martin Luther King honored in an article he wrote, which appeared in Planned Parenthood, entitled Family Planning, A Special and Urgent Concern. March on Washington. King, along with Reverend Ralph David Abernathy and Bayard Rustin, all communists, founded the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC. Quote, the Rockefeller Foundation contributed money to the pro-communistic New School of Social Research in New York City and funded projects for the communist-staffed Southern Christian Leadership Conference led by Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. Representative Cox said that the Rockefeller Foundation has been used to finance individuals and organizations whose business it has been to get communism into par private public schools of the country to dock down to America and play up Russia. The foundation also funded the Kinsey Report, which heralded a new era of sexual immorality, unquote. Abernathy, one of SCLC's founders and one of King's top aides, visited communist East Germany. There he said, what we are still fighting for in the USA is what has already been achieved here. Abernathy later became president of the SCLC. In 1957, Rustin, who was a self-proclaimed communist as well as a homosexual, attended the Communist Party's National Convention. It was just one month after this that the SCLC was founded. At this time, Rustin was also a member of the American Forum of Socialist Education, which was officially cited as a communist front. Rustin had, quote, served in a federal penitentiary during World War II as a draft dodger and went to jail in 1953 after pleading guilty to a charge of sex perversion. Rustin has said that the only hope for the Negro is to go left, and while in Richmond, Virginia, he told an audience that more bloody Negro suffering should be encouraged so that the squeamish northern Negroes would be horrified into line. In 1958, Comrade Bayard was one of five Americans sent to Moscow for a pacifist opposed to nuclear weapons. Upon his return, he helped Martin Luther King organize a march on Washington with Worker, a communist newspaper, described as a communist project. In 1963, under the supervision of veteran communist frontier A. Philip Randolph, Rustin coordinated the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. Bayard Rustin's enthusiasm for leftist and pro-communist causes is also, made a is also made clear 
and his affiliations with the Socialist League for Industrial Democracy, Pacifist Committee for Nonviolence Action, Pro Castro Emergency Committee for Disaster Relief, Cuba, and the Monroe, New North Carolina Defense Committee. The latter group was established to defend Communist Robert Williams, the Negro revolutionary who fled to Cuba and then Red China when sought by the FBI on a kidnapping charge. For several years, Williams has been in the pay of communist governments and inciting American Negroes to open rebellion against law and order. He recently returned to this country with the blessing of the American government. Unquote. Rustin also belonged to the Fellowship of Reconciliation. Of course, King referred to Rustin as a brilliant, efficient, and dedicated individual. When King went to Oslo to get the Peace Prize in 1964, he took Rustin along for his companionship. Rustin remained King's secretary until 1960, when he was replaced by another communist, Hunter Pitts Odell. Odell was the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and worked as King's staff consultant during the 1960s. Quote, during this period, Odell was a member of the National Committee of the Communist Party. After the St. Louis Globe Democrat on October 26, 1961, revealed that Odell had been twice officially identified as a communist organizer, King announced that he had discharged Odell. A few months later, it was discovered that Odell had not been fired but promoted and was actually supervising King's New York office. When this fact was published, King claimed to have discharged Odell a second time. Subsequently, a check was made by the United Press International, which determined that Communist Party member Odell was still employed for King. Another of King's secretaries was Reverend Uriah J. Fields. He wrote, King helps to advance communism. He is surrounded with communists. This is the major reason I severed my relationship with him during the 50s. Liquor and Prostitutes Quote, Carl Prusen, an FBI agent who infiltrated the Communist Party and for five years attended meetings in California, testified in 1963. I further swear and attest that each and every one of the aforementioned meetings, one Reverend Martin Luther King, was always set forth as the individual to whom the communists should look rally around in the communist struggle on many racial issues. King used the funds for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference for some strange activities. William C. Sullivan is an FBI agent. He has stated the FBI records indicate King routinely embezzled and misapplied funds con contributed to the civil rights movement. King used SCLC funds to buy liquor and numerous prostitutes, both black and white, who were taken to his hotel room, usually two at a time, for drunken sex parties normally lasting several days. Evidence indicated this practice was habitual for King during his organizational speaking tours across the country. In Las Vegas, King's aides paid $100 each to prostitute prostitutes join him in orgies. 
King enjoyed slapping women around. And get this, he was a bisexual who actually favored men over women. Unquote. Charles D. Brenham had served as an assistant director of the FBI. He, quote, stated that he had personally been involved in the FBI surveillance of King and knew from firsthand observation the truth about King's sexual conduct, conduct that Mr. Brennan characterized as orgastic and adulterous escapades, some of which indicated that King could be bestial in his sexual abuse of women. He also stated that King frequently drank to excess and at times exhibited extreme emotional instability as when he once threatened to jump from his hotel room window. Quote. Quote again. In Norway, King was nude when stopped by police while chasing a woman on a hotel corridor. In Los Angeles, a dentist supporter of King was outraged when he discovered his wife engaged in weird sexual acts with the civil rights leader. King was forced to flee the city after the dentist threatened to kill him. His escapade was taped on February 20th, 1968. Is this the kind of man we want to uphold for our children to be honored as a national hero? Quote. I don't know what kind of liquor King bought with SCLC funds, an ad from Anheuser-Busch companies bragged they actively support groups like the SCLC. They added, Anheuser-Busch salutes outstanding African-Americans who have made significant contributions to American history. By honoring heroes and heroines like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we hope to enrich and perpetuate African-American pride." Unquote. Even though King is now deceased, SCLC has continued to promote liberal causes. For instance, the SCLC has, was one of the several groups that endorsed the 1993 Homosexual March in Washington. Also, a list compiled with the assistance of the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force listed the SCLC as one of the groups promoting democratic rights, civil liberties, social justice, equality, and pluralism. Kind of sounds like Biden today. Since King was a communist, it is no surprise to learn that even though he was a Baptist preacher, he denied the fundamental doctrines of Christianity. For instance, he denied the virgin birth, Christ's deity, and the resurrection of Christ. He remarked in the January issue of 19, uh, January 1961 issue of Ebony, Quote, I do not believe in hell is a place of literal burning. Unquote. King nominated Thick Nat Han for the nineteen sixty seven Nobel Peace Prize. Han is a Zen master and Buddhist monk who teaches occultic meditation practices. One of Han's verses include Before starting the car, I know where I'm going. The car and I are one. If the car goes fast, I go fast. Unquote. New Age movement regularly teaches the theory of at one minute, which is what Han was referring to when he said the car and I are one. Recently, October 9, 1999, Han was a speaker at the grand opening ceremonies of Exploiters, where he stated, quote, I would propose that every morning we practice seven steps. Breathing in, I'm aware of Mother Earth. It would be wonderful if every one of us on earth would make steps like that 
massage the earth with our feet, with our love, with our understanding. Understanding is the fruit of meditation. We should walk in such a way that the land of Buddha is available in the here and now." Unquote. Han was also a participant in the 1995 globalist gathering called State of the World Forum. King was well aware of Han's religious orientation because he said, quote, I do not personally know of anyone more worthy of the Nobel Peace Prize than this gentle Buddhist monk from Vietnam, unquote. Graham and King, with all the communist activities of Martin Luther King Jr., how does Billy Graham feel about him? Well, in Graham's autobiography, he writes, quote, One night, civil li liberties leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whom I was pleased to count a friend, gave an eloquent opening prayer at the service. He also came at my invitation to one of our team retreats during the crusade to help us understand the racial situation in America more fully. Quote, Graham was one who invited King to pray. Graham even tells us that he was the person who had introduced King at his crusade in 1957 and he publicly endorsed him. In his introduction, he said, A great social revolution is going on in the United States today. Dr. King is one of its leaders, and we appreciate his taking time out of his busy schedule to come and share this service with us tonight. King also gave the opening prayer at Graham's crusade in 1959. Graham said that, Quote, a great social revolution is going on in America today, and he is one of its most illustrious leaders, unquote. In 1960, Graham had traveled with King to and from the Baptist World Alliance. A 1963 interview with the New York Times quoted Graham referring to King as his good personal friend. From the book, A Prophet with Honor, written at the request of Billy Graham, we read, quote, Billy Graham was letting both whites and blacks know that he was willing to be identified with the revolution and its foremost leader, Martin Luther King, was telling blacks that Billy Graham was their ally. According to both Graham and Howard Jones, King also told the evangelists that your crusades do more with white people than I could do. We help each other. Keep on. Unquote. Ralph Reed, who wrote favorably about King, stated Billy Graham had a friendship relationship with King. A few weeks before a few weeks before Graham's Madison Garden Crusade, he did an interview with the New York Times in reverence to racial tensions. Quote, Stress that the most effective action would be setting an example of love, and added, as I think Martin Luther King has done in setting an example of Christian love. Given the time of his contuency, this on-the-record endorsement of the controversial civil rights leader was a notable step for the cautious evangelist, unquote. Graham reveals, quote, early on, Dr. King and I spoke about his method of using nonviolent demonstrations to bring an end to racial segregation. He urged me to keep on doing what I was doing, preaching the gospel to integrated, integrated, integrated. Is that the, how that word is? You know, like they're mixed, integrated. Yeah. Audiences and supporting his goals by example. 
and not to join him in the streets. You stay in the stadiums, Billy, he said, because you will have far more impact on the white establishment there than you would if you marched in the street. Besides that, you have a continuancy or continuancy that will listen to you, especially among white people who may not listen so much to me. But if a leader gets too far out in front of his people, they will lose sight of him and not follow him any longer. I followed his advice. Unquote. Listen to what else Graham says. Quote, Knowing a great number of people has his opinion side also, as I heard the death of someone whose friendship I have valued and realized I will not see that person again. Sometimes their passing is tragic, and I feel it very sharply. I think, for example, of the death of Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. I was almost in a state of shock. Not only was I losing a friend through a vicious and senseless killing, but America was losing a social leader and a prophet. I felt his death would be one of the greatest tragedies in our history. Unable to return home for the funeral, Graham sent telegrams and flowers and gave the press a muted tribute to King. Many people who have not agreed with Dr. King can admire him for his nonviolent policies and in the eyes of the world, he has become one of America's greatest Americans. End quote. Christianity Today, a magazine founded by Billy Graham, also mentions King in a favorable light. The article is a book review for Parting the Waters, America and the King Years, 1953-1963, written by Taylor Branch. It states, quote, among the most tantalizing details Branch records are the friendly contacts King had, had with a fellow Southern Southern a fellow Southerner preacher who, though white, rejected segregation, Billy Graham. King was tremendously impressed by Graham's crusade evangelism with its careful preparation months in advance. He met several times with Graham and his aides to learn their techniques. King dreamed of Graham and a King crusade that would convert racially mixed audiences, first in the North and eventually in the South. These dreams floundered, Branch says, on the question of emphasis between politics and pure religion. The two men remained privately friendly, and Graham's aides gave considerable practical advice to King's organization, but their paths remained separate. Martin Luther King Jr. was not a perfect man, as he himself was deeply aware. But reading this book, one cannot escape the conviction that he was a great man that our nation would be far poorer if he had ever lived and preached to us. Unquote. A year after King's death, Graham had the communist Ralph Abernathy, King's closest aide and adulterer, as one of the featured speakers at his 1969 Congress on Evangelism. Remember, Abernathy is also an avowed Marxist revolutionary. One report of the event stated that Abernathy's presence was a surprise and shock to many of the delegates because of his well-known radical stand. Graham, however, did not object, nor did he offer an apology to the 5,000 delegates after Abernathy unleashed a predictability vicious tirade against the Christian churches and the United States. Damming in the Dome 
King's death did not stop Graham's friendship with the Kings. In 1994, Graham had a youth rally in Atlanta, Georgia. Dr. Billy Graham said on TV prior to the opening of his crusade here in Atlanta that they, Christians, Jews, and Muslims, were going to build a spiritual wall around Atlanta. Quote, Recent five-day Georgia Dome crusade featured such big names as Jimmy Carter, Andrew Young, Coretta Scott King, Joseph Lowry, Robert Schuller, Carl Stanley, Craig Lowry. And the biggest attraction was a Saturday night jamming in the Dome youth rally that drew 78,000 people. It featured two hip-hop religious rock groups, DC Talk Rappers with roots in Jerry Falwell's Liberty University, and Take Six, Seventh-day Adventists. Andre Crouch performed. The BGEA, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, ran frequent MTV-style commercials on six Atlanta TV stations, unquote. Billy Graham said, We used our music to get our message across. This high-tech light and laser show was produced by Scott DeVos, who has produced similar acts for Rolling Stone, Donna, and Michael Jackson. Graham himself wrote, quote, It was Saturday evening, October 29, 1994, on the stage of Atlanta's vast Georgia Dome, a high-energy rap musical group called DC Talks was belting out a number of top volume the, was belting out a number at top volume to the obvious delight of the 78,000 fans packing the stadium, almost all of whom were under the age of 21. A high-tech show flashed, the, flashed and pulsed from a 60-foot-high truss overhead, part of nine trailer loads of equipment brought in especially for the production. As I stepped onto the platform, I couldn't help but recall the rock concert I had attended in Miami 25 years before. This was a musical event with a difference. All the artists were Christians, Jamming in the Dome, as it was called, was a special youth night outreach we had planned as part of the Atlanta Crusade. Unquote. Some people do not believe that Graham would do this. All they can picture are his crusades with George Beverly Shea singing an old-time gospel hymn. There is no, this is no longer true. O'Shea does still make his appearance. More and more, Graham is adding at least one night of rock music. He's had such concerts in Cleveland, Ohio, 1994, Toronto, Canada, June 1995, Portland, Oregon, 1992, Charlotte, North Carolina, 1996, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 1996, San Antonio, Texas, April 1997, Indianapolis, Indiana, Tampa, Florida, October 24, 1998, and Jacksonville, Florida, November the year 2000. At the Minnesota Crusade, one news report states that some older people were taken back by the ear-shattering rock music. The reason some people are unaware of these rock concerts at Graham's Crusades is that such an event is not usually televised. Graham's TV director, Roger Flessing, said that the Saturday event may be the only one not televised. We don't know if the wider audience is ready for this yet. This was the way the majority of Graham supporters is ready, 
is supporters will never know what is really going on unless they actually attend the crusade on the night that the rock concert is being performed. Runic Symbolism on Christian Record Who were the performers at the Minnesota Crusade? They were DC Talk, Michael W. Smith, and Amy Grant. Wall Street Journal tells us that Smith was using marijuana, LSD, and cocaine at the same time he was pinning gospel songs. <clears throat> Quote, Michael W. Smith was seen as a hot number by the Wall Street Journal when it learned that his sexy, steamy, sensuous video was produced by the same company that produces the rocker formerly known as Prince. I know if I am too blatant about my Christianity and talk about Jesus, I won't succeed. But hey, I'm not an evangelist. I'm a singer. Unquote. Smith even has occultic ruinic symbols, ruins, on one of his record albums, and the flip side has Smith's name written backwards. For more information about ruins, see my book, Masonic and Occultic Symbols Illustrated. This book shows the ruinic symbols used on Michael W. Smith's album. Writing reversal is a satanic principle. Master Satanist Aleister Crowley taught his disciples to walk backwards, talk backwards, think backwards, speak backwards, write backwards, and even listen to phonograph records backwards to gain insight into the future. Remember me telling you that, Nikki? Mm -hmm. It is also interesting to note that in this Christian album by Smith, the name of Jesus is only mentioned one time. Madonna of Gospel Rock. As some readers already know, Amy Grant was called the Madonna of Gospel Rock by Family Circle in their, seven, in their September 9th, 1986 issue. She swam in the nude with a friend. Here's the report from Ladies Home Journal. In 1984, she took off all her clothes on what she thought was a nude beach in Africa. Quote, <clears throat> My girlfriend and I Wondered why the boys had their clothes on. Amy remembers, so we swam way out into the ocean and stayed there. Later we learned it was not a nude beach, but no big deal. It was a liberating experience. It felt unbelievably crazy to take off all my clothes and play in the sun. I have not had that much fun in so long. Unquote. Remember, she made her first Christian music record in 1978, six years before this incident. She also thinks it's fun to use foul language with friends. Both Rolling Stone magazine and USA Today have reported that she uses off-color crude vulgar vulgarisms. She said, I have a healthy sense of right and wrong, but sometimes, for example, using foul exclamation point words among friends can be good for a laugh. The Lord is not laughing. The Bible clearly tells us, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. Ephesians chapter 4, 29 and verse 31. Colossians 3, 8 warns, but now ye put you not, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. In December 12th, let's see, 12-22 Women's Day. Now, that doesn't have a date there, I don't think, Nikki. 
Anyway, the 1222 Woman's Day says that during a therapy and counseling process, she and her husband, on their way to a movie, had this huge fight, screaming obscenities at each other. She talks about her feelings, even sexual ones, to her audience. Both Amy and her former husband, Gary Chapman, a cocaine user, are now divorced and remarried. After she crossed over into the mainstream rock scene back in 1991, some Christian stations refused to play Grant's songs. Her MTV behavior and video showing her cavorting with a male mo model also caused problems. She favors flashy leopard skin jackets and leg-huggy black tights, which Family Circle says are worn in a sensual manner. She openly admits that her album covers and posters contain sensually oriented pictures of herself in an attempt to sell records. When asked about petting before marriage, she replied, Petting happens. It's part of growing up, finding out who you are, how men and women work. As a teenager, when I gave part of me to someone, I knew I was just going to flirt, have a little fun, and do whatever I could rationalize, but go no further, because there is only one first time. And also states, I'm not going to say too often that I like a cold beer while watching a football game. That might bother some of my fans. In another interview, she admits, I love a nice glass of wine. Grant has even been sponsored by beer companies. There was an advertisement in the Fresno Bee that said Grant was being sponsored by Budweiser Beer. Also, on several occasions, Grant has appeared with a number of other musical acts in a concert series sponsored by a beer company. On these occasions, the advertising agreements were made between the beer company and the local concert promoter, not between the beer company and Grant. No wonder Grant says, I'm a singer, not a preacher. I'm not looking to convert anybody. If she has no intention on converting anyone, what would be the purpose of Billy Graham using her? Of course, Graham has nothing Christian to convert. Of course, Grant has nothing Christian to convert anyone to, anyway. Grant speaks in tongues. On a, on a recent album, Grant gave the following notice to the radio station. As far as the lyrical content is concerned, there is no evangelical bent, no mention of God. If the music you play has to have other have to have either of those two elements, you may not want to play it. Part of Grant's inspiration for her songs came from John Denver. Denver is an occult lover and nature worshipper who believes that nature and human beings are actually God. Denver reality is a pantheist. He prefers pot, alcohol, and knows in a certain sense that I am God. He is involved in EST, pantheonism, transcendental meditation, and new age cultism. How much of this occult influence was manifested through Amy Grant's songs, although perhaps subtly as at Graham's Crusades? Incidentally, St. John's University gave its highest award to rock star Amy Grant in 1994. She is the third woman to receive the Pax Christi Award, often called a jewel in the crown of the Roman Catholic Church. Pax Christi is the radical international Catholic peace movement. Grant, a charismatic, yes, she has received her prayer language and speaks in tongues, was called a contemporary Christian role model for today's generation 
and praise for the Christian values in her life and music career. I might add that many Satanists, witches, occultists, and unsaved people also speak in tongues, so this certainly is not a sign that a person is a Christian. In the 20 years plus that Grant's been on the music scene, she has garnered five Grammys and 22 Dove Awards and has been named Artist of the Year four times and has seen her 14 albums sell over 20 million copies worldwide. The Bible doesn't recognize worldly success. The Bible asks a somber question, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew chapter 16 verse 26, Mark chapter 8 verse 36, Luke chapter 9 verse 25. In fact, the one album that received a Dove Award didn't even mention the name of Christ one time. How can this be Christian music without Christ? Headbanging and body surfing. Let's look at some other rock singers used by Billy Graham in his crusades. Below is the lengthy quote that appeared in the secular and liberal paper, The Sacramento Bee. <clears throat> quote, Old line Christian evangelism was married with raw rock and roll passion Saturday night as the Billy Graham crusade ranked up its amps and celebrated youth night in a crowd that was Arco Arena's biggest ever. More than 45,000 people danced, stomped, shouted, and swayed to the grunge rock of DC Talk, a band Graham has called his translators to a younger generation. When he took the podium at 8.30 p.m., 15 minutes later that usual, than usual to accommodate the ear-splitting music of DC Talk, Graham thanked the Sacramento Fire Marshal for permitting what the evangelist said were more people than local fire code allowed. As forceful as Graham was, there seemed little doubt that the crowd's side was largely attributed to DC Talk, one of the most popular Christian bands in the nation. I don't understand all that they're singing, but I have the words, and I appreciate all these people. DC Talk has been a guest at my home, and I know them all, and I love them. I speak their language a little bit and they're beginning to understand a little of mine so we get along fine graham said on the floor in front of the band hundreds of kids jammed in tight in tightly near the stage tossing paper airplanes dancing and shouting they even formed a mosh pit a sea of shaking humanity where bodies were lifted in the air and passed from hand to hand it was youth night Rock Your World, and the only difference between this extravaganza and an arena rock show were the Christian lyrics and the absence of alcohol and marijuana smoke, unquote. Graham likes DC Talk, as is obvious from the above quote, but the role models come from secular rock bands like U2, David Bowie, Police, and the Beatles, and they sometimes include a Beatles or Doobie song in their shows. At one so-called Christian concert, DC Talk even used drug-addicted Jimi Hendrix song, Purple Haze. The song itself is a reference to drugs. One observer at the Rapid City Civic Center noted, quote, each time either band, DC Talk or Audio Adrenaline, did anything secular, the amount of body surfing increased as well as their behavior unbecoming of Christians. That should suggest that the majority of the crowd was there for the rock music and the Christian aspect had nothing to do with it. 
Let's not forget the members from both bands encouraged the behavior and took part in it. Two of the DC Talk band members jumped off stage into the crowd, and the third band member jumped off sound equipment that sat on the stage, which made his jump higher. In fact, DC Talk says in their promotional video, we want to get a good mosh pit going and some headbanging. As to the body surfing, well, the band participates. Does this sort of behavior align to scripture? Andre Crouch was also used at Graham's Atlanta Crusade. One researcher reports, quote, Just previous to this event, World Magazine, August 13, 1994, reported that Mr. Crouch and his choir had popped up everything from albums by Michael Jackson and Madonna to the soundtrack of The Lion King. From Michael Jackson and Madonna to Singing for Christ, what a fine Christian model for young people. I'm going to end that there for now. There's a lot to take in. Not even at an hour this time, but boy, that's a lot of information to take in. And as I said before, and I will restate again, go to the Lord. Ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him for discernment. And ask Him through His precious Holy Spirit that he will lead you and guide you and search these things out for yourself. Deception is rampant throughout the world. It's been here and it's amped up some. It's pretty frightening. But if you stay in Christ and Christ in you, you will not be deceived because that says that you love the truth. But if you're wishy-washy and living halfway, then you don't love the truth. And the word of God says that he himself will send a strong delusion and that you will believe a lie and be damned because you love not the truth. Examine your own selves. Only we can. And then go before God. Ask him to show us where there's sin in our life. Are we falling short? And he will show us. I love you all so very much. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Your nose in the book which is the Word of God, and embed the Word of God upon the tablets of your hearts so you will not sin against God. Till next time, keep your eyes on Jesus, brothers and sisters.